Okay, here we go. Ah, the podcast, though. Episode two. Episode two. The Planet Mikey Show podcast featuring me, the smartest man alive, TSMA, Big Bad Banjo Ben Kitchen, and Buddy the Dog. As the dog. Hi, Buddy. Hi, Ben. Notice I said hi to the dog first. Yeah, you're a real jerk. Around the world news. Are you ready? My first worldwide story, Ben, is going to trouble you. It's okay. datelined Jakarta, Indonesia. Mm, no, no. A dead whale that was washed ashore in eastern Indonesia had a large lump of plastic waste in its stomach, including drinking cups and flip-flops. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Flip-flops. According to a park official, 31-foot sperm whale... He said sperm. <laughs> they got him in southwest Sulawesi province. And I'm telling you, this is what they counted. 25 plastic bags, 115 plastic cups, four plastic bottles, two flip-flops, a nylon sack, and more than a thousand <laughs> other make me laugh? pieces of plastic in the whale's belly. God damn those polluters! USA News. I, I'm, I'm t- back to the caravan thing. First of all, yeah. Ben, are you good at math? Uh, the human good at person, the average human person, no matter where he's from, if he's from America or Honduras sure. or Norway, yeah, yeah, shits a pound of shit a day. Okay, ten thousand people in a caravan—that's ten thousand pounds of shit per day. Yeah. Okay, for the caravan, mm-hmm. I don't know how many days it took them to get from whatever country they were in across Mexico. Okay, but you can bet that they left. Five tons of shit per day in their wake. Now, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Do you think Mexico is lined with porta potties? Do you? Mm-hmm. Or maybe just the nice people of Mexico. Oh, you 10,000 people, if you have to pee or poop, come on in here. No problem. We have a toilet. I mean, what, what do you think's going on with this shit? It's just leaving a long trail back to Honduras or exactly. Costa Rica, wherever it started. So we just know exactly where it but started. Do you hear CNN or but Fox News or MSNBC talking about the the thousand mile stream of shit that's gone down from the Mexican border all the way to some country we don't even know what it is? It's fertilizer. It's fine. It's good for the environment. I'm disgusted. Massachusetts news. Ben knows this because he spent 14 hours today in a marijuana dispensary uh, line waiting for his turn to buy a pre-roll. That's not true. (laughs) Uh, I made that up. Um, Yeah, I have a card. You do. You have a card. Yeah, I don't need to wait for. I didn't need to wait for today, and I didn't need to wait in line. Well, I mean, I heard I heard somebody, Chris Volani, or somebody on the radio saying, "Uh." You know, they interviewed all the people in the line at the dispensary, and they all said they were unemployed. Well, how many people that have jobs can go sit for six hours in a marijuana dispensary line? A. B. The people who have jobs have a marijuana card, and they don't go in lines. Exactly. The smartest man alive. This is the part of the uh, podcast where Ben Kitchen, 
mm-hmm. who's a smart guy in and of himself. Sure. Uh, it tries to stump me and tries to disprove the theory that I am TSMA, the smartest man alive, which has been, of course, established over time and memorial. Uh, he gets three mm-hmm. cracks at it uh, because right now, the, the smartest, smartest man, man alive is in the house. Go ahead, anything. I don't care. All right, hot shot. Because I know pretty much everything there is to know about everything. Everything. Hmm. Yep. You don't strike me as someone who knows a damn thing about math. No, I knew or I numbers. Very, I was very good at math. I got eight hundred on my math SATs in mm. high school. Eight hundred, sure. perfect score. Uh, yep. So this is also the part where you lie your ass off and prove how smart you are. I, I, I'm so smart. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> All right. Fine. Go ahead. Math. Give me pi to the fifth decimal. Pi as in the radio, the, the the ratio of the circumference to the diameter of a circle, like the number pi. Yes. Oh, that's the easiest. How, what do you think? I'm a, four, a fourth grader. Yes. Three point one four one five nine two six five eight five. You want me to go on? Yes. Three two seven. I'm not doing any further than that. You just ask me five digits. All right. All right. I'll believe that you somehow memorized that somewhere down the line. Give me three names. Of pilgrims that arrived on the Mayflower. Three? Three. Well, you are such an idiot. You know why? You hit me. <laughs> oh, yeah? Why? Yeah, because you hit me right in my wheelhouse with that. All right. Uh, William Wish Bradford, you your My- Miles Standish, and Stephen Hopkins. Now, let me just tell you about Stephen Hopkins. Oh, please do. Uh, he was one of my ancestors. I am descended from Stephen Hopkins, who came over on the Mayflower in 1620 with his daughter Constance. Uh, mm. And he had a son born on the way over. Uh, called named Oceanus, born on the Mayflower on the way over to America. That's they my ancestor. Him, threw him overboard? I'm a direct descendant of Stephen Hopkins, who also, by the way, that was his second trip to America. He came over in 1609, got shipwrecked in Bermuda on the way to Jamestown, went back to England, found out his wife has, had died, told his friend Bill about his experience. Man, what a lucky Listen guy. Listen to this. The shipwreck was written about by his friend Bill Shakespeare, in a, in a story called The Tempest, that's my ancestor, Stephen Hopkins, Pilgrim number three. All right, you can look it up. I, I'm going to have to. Okay, go I ahead. believe you. Go ahead. I believe you. Fire away. You. All right. You've pretty much proven to me as a friend of mine for, what, six years now? At least. That. Six years, two you, months, You've never days. left the 60s. Fair to say. No, no. It's You've just been I, trapped in that decade. Well, no. I have total recall. I mean, just because my hair total is long recall. and my clothes are hippie-ish doesn't mean I'm, I'm trapped in the 60s. All right, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Here we go. So last week you proved something to me. I have the internet now. So let's continue down that road. Sing me the Polaroid Swinger camera commercial. The, the Polaroid Swinger? The Polaroid Swinger. Ready? Meet the swinger, the Polaroid swinger. Meet the swinger, the Polaroid swinger. It's more than a camera. It's almost alive. It's only $19.95. Swing it up. Yeah, yeah. It says yes. Yeah, yeah. Take the shot. Yeah, yeah. Count it down. Yeah, yeah. Zip it off. Hey, meet the swinger, the Polaroid swinger. Meet the swinger. That's exactly how it goes. Can we find that, Smitty? Shit, would you hear? Hey, You're right. Shit, a little. It's more than a camera. It's almost alive. It's only $19.95. Swing it up, Ben Ben. It says, Ben Ben. Ben Ben. Ben Ben. Zip it off. Hey! I told you. God. Smartest man alive. 
It's time now for Around the Weird. These will be the weirdest stories called from the internet by Ben and myself. Ben, you want to go first? You want to go second? Uh, go for it. Why don't you go first? Okay. Furious plane passenger takes bizarre step after flight gets canceled. I assume you, like everyone, gets pissed off when your flight gets oh. canceled and you're at the airport. And You wouldn't believe how pissed off. I would believe it. Uh, an unidentified man was filmed placing his clothes on the floor after his flight got canceled. He then set one item on fire in an attempt to burn the rest. He was so mad. I hope it wasn't his petticoat. <laughs> Security at Islamabad Airport in Pakistan managed to thwart his efforts before the blaze fully breaks out. The man had reportedly become enraged after his Pakistan International Airlines plane was grounded due to bad weather. His flight to Gilgit was first delayed on Thursday, November 15th, before being canceled completely. Well, those flights to Gilgit, sometimes they just don't happen. But I got a Gilgit there by tomorrow. Now, what what would you imagine the punishment would be? To a guy who just all of a sudden what takes Pakistan. Death. They killed him afterwards. PIA, Pakistan International Airlines, has opted to forgive and forget the incident that happened at Islamabad International Airport on November 15th. Not before cutting off both of his hands and taking his matches. In case you missed it, Scottish dart player Gary Anderson. I missed it. Defeated Dutchman Wellesley Harms 10 to 2 to earn a spot in the quarterfinals of the Grand Slam of darts. But the big story was the match was not without a whiff of controversy. (laughs) In a post match interview, Harms claimed that he wasn't able to play to the best of his abilities because there was a terrible smell on stage that likely came from the ass of his opponent. He said Anderson left, quote, a fragrant smell behind, and it'll take him two nights to lose the smell from his clothes. <laughs> Japanese man spends 14,000 pounds to marry a hologram in bizarre ceremony. No kidding. Are you intrigued? A Japanese man has shelled out a whopping 14,000 pounds for his wedding to a hologram. Akihoko Kondo, 35, married a virtual reality singer named Hatsune Miku in a controversial ceremony earlier this month. The lavish formal event took Idiot. place at Tokyo Hall and cost a whopping 2 million yen. Let me tell you something. For 2 million yen, he could have had Stormy Daniels. Despite shelling out for his special day, none of his family members or friends attended the event. Well, that's because he's marrying a hologram. And he doesn't have friends. A video of the ceremony shows Akihoko gazing lovingly into the eyes of a small stuffed doll. The doll was even fitted with a wedding ring on its wrist to represent the hologram. Akihiko moves the doll's veil and long aquamarine pigtails away from its face before giving the doll a painfully slow kiss. He also reads a wedding speech to the doll, although it wasn't entirely clear if she was pleased either way. Since March, Kondo has been living with a moving, talking hologram of Miku that floats in a $2,800 desktop device. Good luck giving her uh, a hologram. Around the Weird is brought to you by the great Dr. Robert Leonard and Dr. Matthew Lepresti of Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, who have kept me over the years from being a bald person. Uh, six offices throughout New England. Dr. Robert Leonard, call 1-800-GET-HAIR. Ben, did I, I was telling you last, was it the last podcast? Well, I mean, we had only one, so I guess it had to be. Yeah, it wasn't this one. About the, the station I worked at first in radio, which is WINF, $1.85 an hour, Manchester, Connecticut, you know, 45 years hour. ago. But... Let me tell you, so the worst thing that ever happened to me at that station, because this is classic, as they say in New York, this is classic. 
I, I did the overnight shift. I told you I was playing all religious tapes of guys and so on and so forth. But at quarter of six every morning, right before drive time, they asked me to play this electrical transcription, which is a, basically a record. And, mm-hmm. and there were five shows on each side of the record. And you queued up each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And you played on the air. 15-minute show out of Dallas, Texas. And it was a redneck show called Lifeline with Melvin Munn. And he would talk about just the communists are overrunning our country. You know, a 15-minute conservative, right, beyond conservative. right? 74? 73. 73. So I'd queue up each each morning. I'd queue the thing up. Now, I'm a rookie. So you know how you queue a record? You have to stop it at the first note and then re- rewind it before the first note yeah, when you're queuing up a song or whatever. Well, these. I'll be honest with you. I'm vaguely familiar. Yeah. It, electrical transcription is basically a vinyl disc. So I'd queue the show up, and the first word of the show was, this is lifeline. Now, when you play this backwards, it's shit. <laughs> So I had the pot up. Instead of having it in cue, I had the pot up so I could hear it perfectly because it was going over the air. And I'm cueing the record as a rookie multiple times. (laughs) This shit. (laughs) This shit. This shit. This shit. This shit. This shit. And I must have cued it 40 freaking times (laughs) on the air with the pot up. And so so one religious guy is still talking. And he's talking about Jesus and the Bible and the Lord. And I'm going, this shit, this shit, this shit, this shit, about a thousand times. So the guy driving in. So uh, realistically, 40 times, you'd say? Realistically. At least. Not a thousand. Because when you're a kid, 18, and you're trying to, you want that thing to be cued perfectly, and you you make sure you check your work. So the guy driving in to do the 6 a.m. show is driving. Now, there were no cell phones then, so he couldn't call me. He's driving in, and he's hearing this religious show with this shit over it about 50 times he's dying he walks into the studio when he finally gets there he reaches over and pots down the one that was the the culprit and my face went beet red i almost puked and passed out i was so like because i just realized that i'd been doing that for hours and laughing about the fact that this backwards is shit but that wasn't the worst station i ever worked at although hold on that wasn't the worst What was the repercussion of that? Any? Uh, No, because, as I've told you before, WINF didn't have listeners. All right, so the worst thing. So for like 10 minutes, no one one called. Shit, back and forth. That's when you know you're talking to yourself. Oh, my God. But the worst station I ever worked at was in Portland, Maine. What happened was I was out of a job, you know, (laughs) in 77, Right, I'm out of a job, so mm-hmm. it was a job in Portland, Maine. So I call the guy, the program director, or whatever up there, the uh, general manager, and he says, "Can you do the news?" And I said, "Yeah, cool, I can do anything, you know, whatever you want." He says, "Well, just pick up a newspaper, and just read some news to me on the phone." So I said, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so I started reading out of the Hartford Current, you know, some news stories, and he goes, "Okay, when can you start?" <laughs> he doesn't know. I mean, I could have like ten lips and four eyes, and and a bad rash. And he, he doesn't know. He's going to hire me on the phone. So I get to the building in Portland, Maine. It's in the middle of a cow pasture. And I'm not kidding you. The the the, the, uh, the broadcast tower, the stick, and the studios were right in the middle of a cow pasture in Westbrook, Maine, next to a paper mill. It smelled like poop. Uh, so I get into the building. I walk in, and there's a big sign on the bulletin board as you walk into the front door of this radio station. It says, if the cows get loose... Call Chester, and then it had his number two oh seven phone number. If wait, I'm looking, wait, this is for real. If the cows get loose, I gotta call Chester. You know, I mean, this is a radio station, right? 
Sure enough, three days into the morning show, not a cow, but a horse, just like Mr. Ed, stuck his head in the window while I was reading the news. <laughs> I said, this is unfucking real <laughs> I saw this thing, Ben. I don't know if, you, if you're interested in getting one of these. I sure am. Mm. Uh, the automatic driving cars that drive themselves. They're the driverless cars now they're going to come out with. They're, they're, they're doing tests on No. Them. You're not going to get one? No, absolutely not. Why the hell would I get one of those? Think of the things you can do if you don't have to drive while you're driving. I mean, it's like having a limo driver. It's the greatest thing in the world. Okay, you want to eat. Except you're sitting up front. You can even eat Taco Bell while you're driving. I can do that now. No, but you get it all over yourself. So? You get all that schmutz all over your shirt because Taco Bell is meant to be on your clothes. Listen, I'm, it's not like I'm eating Taco Bell onto any, like a fancy ball. All right, so you go to Taco gala. Bell, and then you can you can take a shit while you're driving, if you're not driving. If I, the can, I can driving. do that, too, you while driving. You can have sex. This is going to be the biggest thing about this driverless car, is that the people in the car, they're going to have tinted windows, and they're going to be doing the old bibbidi-bobbidi-boo uh, while they're going somewhere. You know, and, and someone we says, call, oh. We call that the Cinderella now. We're stuck in traffic. So what? So we'll just do it again. <laughs> you know, something like that. Oh. Man, it's creepy. Oh, God. Stay, I don't want to be with that woman. Stay away from the 400-pound girls. They're not that much fun. Plus, <laughs> they eat a lot of Taco Bell. <laughs> You'll be bankrupt before the end of the drive-thru. Now, this is the podcast. I want to thank Ben Kitchen for being such a damn professional. Uh, and, of course, Smitty the Great, the great Smitty, uh, who's always been professional, Ben, <laughs> since long before you were even born. Long. Uh, we're going to come back with more podcasts where you'll get the dirt, the filth, the inside story. You'll get everything laid out to you about the insider stuff from radio and television and a lot of other stupid crap, too. Right, Ben? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 